Hey everybody, welcome to the Sunday night edition of Trice Talk, and I'm Donald Wayne. And I'm Dennis Lee. And it's the tail end of Father's Day. Ah, yes, a good cheer to all the fathers <laughs> in the world, Donald Wayne. I guess, guess we should have, have a little that, that capability there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, BP. Hey, Stash. Hey, Jess Duck. Jess Duck. Happy, happy, happy. Welcome, welcome. We can't really make this a Father's Day edition since uh, Father's Day is almost over. But still, I hope everybody uh, that could had a wonderful Father's Day celebration. Uh, right. Well, I mean, I don't know, Jess Duck. You know, they are invested in the CRISPR, so... Um, I think they could technically do that now without a father, but oh, leave still, it, it to would, it you to come up with it, something. It wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't be the same. It just wouldn't be the same. But, uh, <laughs> An alternative, you say? Well, I mean, it's not the alternative I would choose, but um, <laughs> they're making it readily available. I mean, if you've got millions of dollars. So. Oh, well, money's no problem. That's right, Jess Duck. Uh, What's whoa, that? Uh, BP is going to take that and run with it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Are we sure that's Jess? <laughs> Are you, she's just trying to stay ahead of BP, I guess, maybe. Hey, welcome, Jason. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. And keep that hand strong. Um <laughs> BP is right. I know. Okay, just yeah, don't... that happens. That happens. It happens. Well, it was a nice uh, day here. Yeah, it was. It was a nice, nice Father's Day for me. Um. Well, yeah, I, I hope it was. Uh, you know, we uh, <laughs> gathered together and got to see that the pandemic is over officially. Partook, yeah. I mean, we didn't encounter a lot of people in masks today, did we? I mean, there were some. Actually, I saw some on children, uh, you know, at the restaurant, and then I think at the uh, we went to the bowling alley afterwards. But they don't really call them bowling alleys anymore, do they? Um, I mean, it's just a no. It's usually it's a. I mean, because it's like a. It's got everything wrapped up into one, so it's. We went to the old Bolarama, so or the Bolera. <laughs> Bol- Bolero, Bolarama. Yeah, yeah Bolarama. I'll be the next one that comes out. You're yeah. thinking of Bananarama or something like that? Uh, not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fun center. Yeah, fun center. Oh, yeah, but- that's right, BP, but leave it out in the sun a little bit and no telling what will happen. What in the world? Are we still working on that? <laughs> I mean, how long is that one going to go on? It, well, you know, things tend to linger, Donald Way. Um, <laughs> and more ways than one. That's right. Well, you know, hey, Stash. Stash on the... Yeah, well, he wow. came in up there earlier, so I think okay. he, he may still be on, there. He's on the bubble. As, yeah, so we yeah we got to partake on what bubble? in the day today. I don't see him on well, the bubble. I see him on the bubble, yeah. On the talk bubble? Mm-hmm. I do. I see his picture. Uh, he's not showing here. Hey, Stash, are you on, or did you try to get on? I, I He's not showing on my board. Oh, well, he's stuck on mine. 
<laughs> oh, he's he's chilling. He's chilling. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, well, it was uh, it was crazy to see how many people were at the restaurant we went to today. Um, yes, but so few tables. Uh, that yeah, was welcome, the, Vanessa. That was the one. Hey, Vanessa. That was the one thing. Just uh, we could see all these people outside, and the parking lot was full of cars. And then you, when you finally get inside, I mean, there's like, I mean, probably I'd say almost half the tables that we, we had in the past, maybe not quite half, but maybe a, a third or something. Oh yeah. There was a whole area that didn't have any tables at all. Yeah, we could have had a hoe down over there in, in that area. And whoa, you know, where there was so much room. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wayne. <laughs> it wasn't that kind of restaurant. I don't, I don't know where you thought we were, but, um, they, uh, you know, it could, it could not only, you know, be related directly to the pandemic, but also to the fact that people are short staffed. So they could be leaving this situation in place because they just don't have enough people to tend to all the, the patrons. You know? Yeah. There's, there's help wanted signs just about everywhere you go. Right. And of course you said they told you at the bolero <laughs> bolorama yeah. Uh, yeah, bol <laughs> that they were shorthanded yeah well they had a sign right there at the bar that you know our apologies uh, we're shorthanded and that, that poor girl that was working the bar because not only was she working the bar she was taking food orders she was yeah. setting people up for for pool um it was a mess she said they just got a new manager and it's uh it's crazy she says they need people desperately, but you know, you put people under this kind of strain too, you know, this, this, all this pressure. Um, I don't know. Well, and people just, you know, they're, they're just wanting to get out and resume a normal life. And, and, um, you know, cause we went out to eat Friday night and it was fairly crowded. I mean, there was <laughs> this sushi place we go to, it was fairly crowded, but, there's a, um, and you you may have seen it, Dennis Lee. There's a uh, uh, one of those. Oh gosh, a breakfast bar, not a breakfast bar. It's a, oh, it's a, it's a food bar. You know, country style cooking and everything. And you go in there and go through the line, and I mean, it was packed. A buffet. A uh, buffet. There, there you go. <laughs> I couldn't think of buff buffet like 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 Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy or Warren. Like Jimmy Buffett. Warren. Or, uh, well, you know. <laughs> Warren Buffett doesn't make me think of music. He makes uh, me... nor, nor food. Um, uh, yeah, neither one. He makes hey, me Doss. think of a billionaire. Hey, Doss. Yeah, went to Jimmy. You went to um, Jimmy. No? <laughs> Jimmy Don't know where lot. Jimmy's at. We listened to Jimmy a little bit in um, the bar, but... Uh, Margaritas for everyone. Yes, uh, I did have a margarita yes, day, actually. Dennis Lee uh, did have a call. We the, held, the, held the him zombie, down to one. <laughs> yeah, a zombie margarita. It was actually quite good. Did uh, you feel like a zombie after the margarita? No, no. But I did get the regular. I didn't get the grande. Yeah. So, so probably a good idea. <laughs> but yeah, um, and, you know, I'm sure it was packed everywhere because of Father's Day and then the fact that people want to get out and it's easier for people to get out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, when we when I got there, um, right before y'all did, it was a two-hour wait, they said, you know, yeah, if you wanted a table. So that's why we had to sit at the uh, 
you know, where they put the plants. Um, <laughs> the little the uh, table was about, it was less than <laughs> two foot wide, I think. Uh, hey, dude. It, welcome. It was, hey, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was it was long, but it was not very wide. But we well, we managed. We managed. Yeah, we did. We fit everything in there. Um, <laughs> shoveling in chips with guacamole and cheese dip. So, yeah. If we'd had one more item on the table, we'd been in trouble. Right. Right. It was fun though. It was good. It's always good to get together. Yeah, and our little tropical depression. Uh, did us a favor and got out of got out of the way a little early so it's over in north carolina i guess or yeah yeah i think it it's over in north some, carolina caused some damage in alabama they're saying they're attributing some deaths from this to uh to that some who? tropical storms so that people some people died in that and was the that, flooding that happened oh the flooding yeah i heard yeah. that uh saw that on the the national news earlier yeah, it's, that's a shame. I mean, because there wasn't, I don't think we had any serious storms out of it as far as tornadoes and all that. But. No, no, no. But that just means that, uh, uh, that uh, uh, Hurricane so what in the world? <laughs> I mean, it's a hurricane season is kicked off officially. It's a honker. Uh, is that thing supposed to reform when it gets out in the Atlantic? Do you, have you heard uh, well, Mr. Uh, Al Roker? It, it actually could. And then once it gets in there, it, depending on what kind of stream it catches, it could go back down into the Gulf. I don't know. I mean, oh, my goodness. Um, it's just getting blown <laughs> you, up here. Um, you run your batteries down. <laughs> I know, right? Um, tequila is just a first choice. Well, you know, you got to be easy. Easy. Um, tequila. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. I mean, you know, really. Uh who is that? Right. Okay. Well, nobody you should repeat, Donald. Okay. Um, Take care of that. Yeah, I, I like margaritas. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Any, anybody ever had a um, tequila sunrise? Oh, uh, yeah. You, yeah, I've had those. Um, I used to you know, or, drink uh, them thinking they were, that's a health drink, you know, with a little alcohol in it. Uh, you know, yeah, lot. not really a health drink, Donald <laughs> Wayne. Uh, well, a lot of orange juice uh, and then just, you know, just a little... Uh, Little color in it. Yeah. I had one a few weeks ago. Tequila Are we sunrise. Still talking about the tequila. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's your friend Jeez. again. I mean, really. Uh, find something uh, else to do. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, there are, right. you know, find a good movie. It makes you feel yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, because <laughs> nobody really cares what you did. Uh, no. <laughs> Jeez, we're gonna have to get uh, Pastor Bob on you. I know. Just sprinkle the holy water all over you. <laughs> um, oddly enough, it's yellow though. Um, yeah, it is just stuck. Um, well, but yeah, that was our outing today. Good weather for it, um, and and a good day. And I learned that I still suck at pool. I need to get back to. <laughs> I need to get back in the. In the groove, uh, I'm so rusty. It's not even anything that WD-40 could take care of. I've always sucked at pool. The only time I've ever, I mean, usually my good shots are accidents, but uh, I still have fun. Sometimes it's just fun <laughs> laughing at the shots. Right. But, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time, though. Yeah, that's our little 
bowl uh, bowling center uh there's so few i mean we lost some of our pool places our pool hall things over the covid experience because they yeah. just, i guess they couldn't hang on that was a shame yeah, yeah. they're uh they're you know well also because you had the lack of sporting events that happened during 2020 so even if they were open and, and were uh limited um yeah, my goodness then um <laughs> <laughs> they um, then they didn't you know they didn't have they didn't have the the patrons coming in because there wasn't anything for them to see. That's so. true, but you know that didn't. What, what's the place up there at seventy five? You know, with the ice cold beer. I always forget the name of that. Um, Twin Peaks. Yeah, Twin Peaks. It didn't seem to hurt them because yeah, I, I, I came by the other day and they were just. It was like uh, three or so in the afternoon. They were packed. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of Twin Peaks. I almost feel. Have you seen? I mean, this. Have uh, I seen what? <laughs> all the all the servers in there look like they're you know uh, like there's a bunch of human trafficking going on. <laughs> like they're all uh, underage. Yeah, underage, <laughs> uh, malnourished. You know, and, need and to eat a biscuit. snow boots. Yeah, and it's snow boots. Well, I get it. You know, it's called Twin Peaks. So but it is cold in there. I mean, well, they do, they do keep it cold. That's the coldest beer I've ever had in my uh, life. Yeah. Should we but, get money for advertising for some of these establishments? Um, well, I would think that we would, but, you know, I think Maybe. we have to sign up for that. We'll have to reach out to somebody on that one. At least but get yeah. free beer. Yeah, That's it does seem it like. Kinda, uh, uh, you want to card everybody that works there because they really right. seem like they're a little um, young to be. Like, do your parents know you're working here, young lady? Um, <laughs> That's my uh, dad over there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, thank you, BP. I appreciate that. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot of them left. Not a lot left. Okie dokie. Well... All right, so we've we've covered that, but anyway, I hope hope everybody had a nice Father's Day or a nice Sunday, whatever the case may be. And I guess I talked a little bit uh, on a mini pod last night about the McCluskeys. I just want to mention a little bit about them. I, have you heard the fact that they've accepted some lesser charges, Dennis Lee, for? For that know, for uh, brandishing their weapons, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, brandishing their rep possible weapons, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, their assaulting of, I don't know, yeah, I never did see an accurate picture of how many people are in their, uh, in front of their house on their street, I guess, more or less, because I don't uh, think they know, ever came up in the yard. Yeah, it wasn't that many actually. Um, well, you, you know, know, ten, ten or twelve, fifteen or something like that. I mean. Well, you know, look, you'd had to, we'd had to been in a moment. We can play armchair quarterback all we want. We'd had to been in a moment and given everything that was happening last year, um, riots all over the place, people doing whatever they want. And the police is scattering, um, like roaches when the lights come on because they're being told to in their defense. Um, you know, uh, then, you know, you can just say, you could, you could, making the assumption that, okay, well, I'm in this on my own. Um, but, you know, I've well, after been inside the house. We talked about this today. I've been inside the house. 
I'd let them know that, look, once you, once you come inside my house, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be like a cabin in the woods. Um, and there's just, you know, it's going to be a bad day for you. You're probably not going to make it. Yeah. So. I, I, I agree on, on the point that, you know, they probably push their luck a little bit by going outside because most of the time, you know, laws don't protect you if people, you know, they can steal almost anything outside your house and, and really they can steal anything inside your house. If they don't actually present uh, a, you know, a chance of bodily harm to you legally, you can't even, you know, do anything to them. Even if they're walking out of your house with your, your TV set or, or valuables, you know, you can't harm them. Maybe you could tackle them or something, but you can't shoot them because they're stealing from you. Even if they're inside your house, they have, well, to, uh, you have yeah. to be in fear of your life. I don't know. See, that's when, okay, I know the law, <laughs> the, you know, you know, the law at that point, be an informed citizen. And I don't know how that TV fell and crushed his skull <laughs> in. Um, there's no gunshot, but his head is inside the TV. Um, although that wouldn't work as well now because we don't have the big tube TVs. We've got I know. screens. So maybe it's the uh, the washing machine that falls down the stairs on top of the said burglar. Um, well, yeah, they were right. they, they, they were stealing. <laughs> okay, that's right. Well, you know, fear for your life can be a, a, a you know a broad interpretation there. You know, um, of what people are you know uh, what yeah. people fear of. I mean, the fact that an intruder. Broke into your house, yeah, that's alarm bells right there. You don't know if they have a a, a weapon on them or not, even if they're not pointing it at you. Um, you know, they may have a machete or something. Yeah, I think you know? the worst thing, worst uh, damning evidence I've seen of all the pictures of the McCloskeys, I don't think I've ever actually seen him, not saying there's not a picture of him pointing his uh you know, his rifle at the crowd, but she's standing there, you know, every picture I've seen of her, she's got it pointed towards the crowd and she would worry me more than him because, you know, she could probably shoot you accidentally the way she's holding her gun, but yeah, just waving it around. Yeah. She's just, (laughs) I mean, she could have taken out two or three people just by waving Uh the, the weapon. But anyway, so the McCluskey's had, you know, they, they were trying to charge them, Oh, here's Robert. Okay, let me. Hey, Robert. Welcome well, to the show. I didn't. I didn't catch the green strip fast enough. Well, see, he's on my bubble, so that's weird. We're gonna have those things. All right, there. he's trying again. Okay. Hey, Robert. Hello. Hello. Howdy, Idaho. Iowa. Idaho. Yeah. Giddy up. Iowa, Donald Wayne. Huh? Iowa. It starts Iowa. with an I. Oh, yeah. I think I think we're out here in Iowa in for some severe storms this week. What? It's getting, wind, it's getting windy and stuff. I'm like, uh, yeah, we need the rain, but uh, we don't need the lightning and thunder. Yeah, you had some oh, severe right. stuff up above you over the weekend I saw on radar. Yeah, we got a little bit of it, but not much rain. I'm like, the grass is still brown as can be. Wow. Well, we had a tropical oh, storm come over us uh, over yeah. the weekend. 
Yeah, it dumped a ton of rain. It, it kind of felt like we were on the Florida coast there on the outside, you know, temperature and air and everything felt very tropical there for a while. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, you got some sort Are you how far are you away from Des, Des Moines, Iowa? About a uh, about hundred miles. Hundred miles. Yeah, I guess you're under a severe thunderstorm watch in your area right now. Yeah, yeah. it's you, supposed you, to rain most of this week. You got a weather radio there that you can keep on, uh, Robert? I, yeah, you might want to keep it cranked up there. Uh, um, I think I have to go buy one. They're not too expensive. Well, it's getting no. a little a little balmy up there too. You're up in the up in the high eighties there. Wow. Yeah. Got a well, little warm weather there, Robert. It's supposed to be a little cooler the next few days. Mm. Well, I saw they were having a heat alert out in the uh, Arizona area, uh, New Mexico, parts of uh, Utah, I believe. Um, the heat warning, but yeah, yet the temperatures had, didn't look that high. They had a record low of 46 degrees back in August of 1992, don't we? Who did? Uh, Des Moines. Des Moines did? Oh, yeah, Sure did. <laughs> We're doing Iowa history. Yeah, Iowa history there. Oh, whoa! Look at this. A that's a big potato. Okay, well, I'm gonna get off of that there. <laughs> Jeez. Um. <laughs> so, so what's up with you, Robert? Well, yeah. my my music show will be returning to Podbean full time, July first. Very good. Very good. All right. Um, he deserves a thing? clap on that one, Donald Wayne. Oh, uh, we're giving out, we're already giving out clap. Yeah, give Robert the clap. He's earned it. So, did you get your new equipment and stuff, Robert? Hey, yeah, I'm still working on getting that set up. And uh, now that I'm fully recovered from my surgery, I'm able to get back to doing my normal things. Good. Good. Good, good for you. Good. It's always a positive. I'm sure you've missed doing that. I did a few shows since I've had surgery, but not full time like people's used to. Right. Yeah, I definitely haven't noticed you on there as much. And I haven't heard my brother doing his show lately. His music yeah. man show. Yeah, we see his name pop up here on the in the chat room every once in a while, but uh, he hadn't tried to call in in some time. Hmm. Uh, he's out of town for tonight. He went and stayed with a friend. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, Eric. Thank you, sir. Um, well, we're going to... Donald Wayne, if you got your uh, you got yours loaded and ready to go, what loaded? <laughs> your piece. Your oh, piece. That's, I was working on that, but I'm not having much yeah. trouble luck getting oh, through. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> How yeah. soon we forget? Uh, okay, uh, so let me finish with the McCluskeys here. So they've they've accept they pleaded guilty to class C misdemeanors and they were being charged uh, with felonies 
originally uh the da there was you know in st louis was trying to stick it to them and they they were facing some uh, jail time which <laughs> you know uh we had talked about before the governor of, of um missouri said that you know he he was totally in favor of trying to help them out if he could you know if they ended up being uh convicted of, of those crimes with the guns. So anyway, they pleaded down to class C misdemeanor. Uh, let's see of a fourth degree assault. That's what Mark McCluskey had to plead to. And then Patricia, his wife pleaded guilty to a class a misdemeanor of second degree harassment. She's <laughs> I, when I read them, like she's harassing people who are gathered out, threatening outside of her house and that's she's harassing them okay so i guess that's the way the law looked at it now his was a misdemeanor of fourth degree assault yeah well he who, didn't even hit anybody yeah who the hell did he assault i mean i i don't i don't quite understand that of course you know i don't have a law degree uh but they're subject to pay fines of two thousand dollars and seven hundred and fifty dollars respectively. His is two thousand and hers is seven fifty. Um they're also gonna be for uh, forced to forfeit the weapons they were holding when they were con- when they confronted the BLM protesters. Oh, and, and of course this article says we're marching near their home last summer. No people, I mean everything that I saw, they were standing in front of their home. Now they were probably on the street. But that's not marching near. That's marching in front of their house. Well, it goes uh, to show you that, you know, you have to really think these things through before you do it because there's always somebody trying to find a way to screw you over. You know. um, according to, to Mark McCloskey, the reason they pleaded to these because they were facing the more serious charges uh, that would have landed them in and. It says prison for years, according to this article. Uh, And regarding the now viral incident, as I said on the courthouse steps, this is Mark McCloskey. If that's a crime in Missouri, I did it and I'll do it again. Um, Said he'll pay whatever fines. He described them as parking ticket fines to him. Uh, Then he goes on to say, God came knocking on our door disguised as an angry mob and it transformed us. Patty and I decided to just put the rest of our lives on hold and do what we can to save this great nation. Our liberties are being stripped from us so quickly and the country is deteriorating so fast. We just said, we don't care what it takes. We're going to put everything else on hold and do what we can, excuse me, to restore America that we knew when we were kids. They were going to... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oops. Um, they were going to come in there. They were going to burn down the house, Patricia McCloskey said, recalling what the demonstrators had allegedly told them. They were going to be living in our house after I was dead. They were pointing to different rooms and said, that's going to be my bedroom and that's going to be my living room. And I'm going to be taking a shower in that room. Now she's that's what she said, you know, last year when this first occurred. Right, right. So anyway, uh, they're basically saying they're glad they did what they did and they'd do it again. Um, so they're they pleaded down. Uh, the governor made a comment that, you know, he's looking at 
at this situation and he um you know they're not sure what they can do you know they're they're talking about the governor maybe uh removing those convictions from their record so but it says they got a uh, turn in the guns that they were brandishing that day but it doesn't say whether or not they can have more guns or they can go purchase more guns or if they have more guns at the house so because i don't know if that kind of if that kind of crime, if that's a misdemeanor, I guess it probably doesn't keep you from being able to own a weapon. Well, you know, if it was me, I'd be packing all my shit and I would sell the house and I would move out of that state. Um, you know, now, granted, they shouldn't have been out in front of the house out there in the yard giving it back to the people just as much as they were giving it to them. Well, I guess you maybe couldn't say that because they weren't giving it back as much as the people were giving it to them. But I'd have been inside the house. I'd have given them that quick speech. Hey, we're, we're going inside. We're locking the door. You know, you feeling, you feeling brave, my friend, come on and, and come through this house and just call uh, me elf one more time. Yeah, call me elf one more time and see how we jingle your bells. Um, yeah. it would not be a good day, but you know, look, uh, hopefully other people have learned from this and, um, they'll know how to, how to maneuver, um, or navigate the situation like that in the future. Unfortunately, if it ever happens again, well, hopefully their lawyer told them stay inside the house next time, guys, and then yeah. uh, we we may not have as a difficult a time. And, but it's unfortunate that you have to let people get on your property and start destroying things or threatening you before you do anything about it. But you know, I, well, yeah, here here in Georgia, um, you can't stand on your porch or in the doorway brandishing a weapon. Um, you can get. Um, you can get fined and possibly arrested for that. So it's all about somebody when they at the point where they break into your house. And do you are you fear for your life? Well, yeah, I'm fearing for my life because I don't know what they have on their person. And they broke into my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I wonder mean, if they could have gotten away with it. And of course, now with him and his situation, I mean, there's been people last year during the riots that were carrying automatic weapons in the crowd. So I don't know if he had had it just hanging down by his side, if he had had a strap around it or something, or if she had had the pistol, you know, in a holster on her side, if you, you could have gotten away with that. I mean, especially if you've got a uh, carry permit. I mean, you're well, allowed to, to walk around with them. It wasn't smart for them. It's not like they had 50 acres and they were <laughs> out, you know, in front of the, you know, somewhere on that acreage, on get off my land. I mean, they're you know, you saw the size of your. I, I just, they, yeah. they could, I'm not saying that they were in the wrong. I'm saying that make sure you know the law as much as you can, so you can navigate it. Um, because when you have to do something, God forbid that you do something um, to defend yourself, then there's going to be some legal ramifications for that, and you want to make sure that you're on the. Um, small end of that well, you uh, do know that <laughs> mark is a lawyer right <laughs> mark mccloskey is a lawyer so you would think that he would be familiar uh with well, those situations but yeah i agree it, it would have been the heat, of, heat of the moment thing you yeah. know 
So true. Yeah, what, BP said turn on the water hose. Yeah, they should have had. Uh, go ahead and get your go ahead and get your riot protection sprinkler system set up. That's filled with mace. <laughs> so uh, when those little heads pop up, they're shooting mace everywhere. Um, wouldn't that get be your, something? Yeah. Just go ahead and get your water wiggle out in the front yard, and your slip and slide, and just. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Put them, put yeah. them to, put them yeah. to use. <laughs> All right, so that's pretty much it for the McCloskeys for now. Yeah. So they're not okay. going to jail, and uh, looks like if they're living in that gated community, they've got the money to pay the fine. So life goes on. Well, oh, he, uh, but McCloskey, he's actually shows a picture of him. He went to Scranton, PA. This. Uh, Oh, I guess this was last year. Why do they use these old pictures? All right, yeah, I was I was thinking that it looks they show him at a um, some kind of uh, demonstration for Republicans, but oh. uh, that was last year, so that doesn't count. Yeah. Okay, we'll put them to rest for a while unless they get in trouble again. Hmm. Indeed. Um, you know, I think we were having a conversation earlier today about um, population. Uh, control. Yes. Um, and oddly enough, I ran across an article. <laughs> this, is a, this is an opinion piece by this writer um, from the San Diego Union Tribune um, about uh, reaching the point of a sustainable population. Um, so talking about that uh, uh um that oh uh, <laughs> third floor lingerie <laughs> welcome stacy a 2018 study um published in the proceedings of national academy of sciences calculated that our species comprises 36 percent of the total mam mammalian biomass of the planet and our live, what in the hell is going on over there, Donald? <laughs> you got bells and flipping and blipping going on. And, uh, <laughs> hey, BP. Uh, there you go. Exactly. Um, fences make good neighbors. Um, fences? Yes. So 36% of the total mammalian biomass of the planet in our livestock accounts for a further 60%. That leaves 4% for all other mammals from the smallest bumblebee bat to the largest blue whale, surely a recipe for global disaster, maybe. Um, another measure of our population's unsustainability is that overshoot day. Uh, when annual human consumption exceeds the planet's renewable biological productivity. And that will arrive on July 29th of this year, as luck would have it. Welcome to 2021. For the year's remaining five months, we will be drawing on Earth's biological principle, having exhausted the interest. Human population growth must be allowed naturally to decrease and go negative until a sustainable population is achieved. It sounds like something off of a Christmas carol. Are there no workhouses? <laughs> you know, Christmas carol. Um, yeah, yeah, about... <laughs> Let them decrease the surplus population and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, I mean, talking about that, uh, you know, we're at the peak that um, 
now we're we're gonna have to we're we're gonna fall behind what the earth actually has to offer us. Don't worry, Bill Gates has the food covered. I know he does. Um, he's got plans for that. But you know, um, we we're gonna have to all load up and just start living out in uh, at uh, the brother stash talking about the space hotels, and we're gonna have to live out in space. You know. And just start growing stuff in space. Um, and then you, maybe go inhabit Mars or, you know, any of the other varied planets out there. Um, <laughs> do you know how dangerous it is in outer space? <laughs> it is very dangerous. Very dangerous. Um, I mean, I was surprised. It's a cosmic shooting gallery. It's, it's surprised at uh, how thin the the skins are on you know on the craft that we send into space and the space right. station and all that i mean it wouldn't take a whole lot to to puncture those suckers no um you know um and i guess if you could if you could um <laughs> what? what if you could live in the atmosphere if you could live long enough in the atmosphere in uranus to to you know um, make it to where it was livable. I mean, that could be a spot too. But Mars, I mean, uh, they're looking at, at, I'm sure they're already looking at terraforming options. Uh, you know, Musk will be the, Elon Musk will be the president, uh, the global leader of Mars. Uh, well, we already know be. from Total Recall, all they've got to do is just get that machine there to create that uh, that oxygen <laughs> Uh, for Mars, and then they got it made yeah. and colonized that place. Right. Well, until then, they're going to be down in the tunnels growing the third arm. Um, <laughs> or, that or worse. <laughs> or worse. Exactly. Or worse, if you've seen the old, the original yeah, Total Recall. I've seen the original. <laughs> um, you know, but that could be a niche where somebody can make a new line of clothing to take care of that. Um, that, that would be a challenge. Yeah, that would well, be a challenge. Necessity is the mother of invention. But, um, yeah, so uh, welcome to 2021, everyone. The food supply has been exhausted uh, at the end of July. So I'm sure guess, we'll make it. Yeah, I, I guess there's some point to where, you know, we you know we just wear out the soil on Earth. But BP, you know. you've worn out the soil a few times, haven't you, my friend? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, a, I don't even know what that means someone who plants a garden i mean that's kind of you know does he do a lot of gardening <laughs> you know are, me. You, are you, you know me, i've got a green thumb oh <laughs> oh boy the, but yeah okay, um, third arm will come from the shot okay uh, so well you know we we control population when there's um you know too many deer um, they, you know, they raise uh, the, they decrease. Um, they they let you they let you have <laughs> more when you them. go out. Yeah, you can shoot a lot more of them and take them. And you know, same way with alligators or other species of animals. Um, you know, why should we not think that uh, humans would be in the same category? Um, sometimes it might be a different color. Well, this is true. A little Jack Horner. Set in the corner, but yeah, the uh, it's, it's and this is just an opinion piece, but it is related to um, you know, things that they have talked about, especially in the great reset, All right. So, hmm, 
interesting. That it is, Clark. That it is. That it is. Well, all right. So, China. China, uh, there's an article in the Epic Times that the Chinese regime is, is setting up a global campaign to recruit influencers to counter Western narratives. So they're looking for people that they can train. They're looking for young people. So, you know, you and I are out of luck. <laughs> they, uh, they can train to, you know, uh, counter all the stories that are coming out from the United States and other, you know, Great Britain and, and the countries that are talking badly about China and some of their uh, offenses. So they're looking for people and they're looking for English speaking people uh, in particular that they can use to train. And they figure if they put, you know, these people on the news talking good things about China, that they'll look better, that people be more, uh, tend more to believe them. So uh, what it is, is this program. It's called the Chinese communist regimes overseas English mouthpiece media which I didn't know they had one, is called China Global Television Network. Just finished a two-month-long worldwide recruitment campaign of global, global, global media What's talent. <laughs> global. <a> global. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's another episode. <laughs> okay. I'm just making sure. Global media talents and social media influencers to produce pro-Beijing propaganda. Um, the state-backed broadcaster, which offers rich incentives to attract young participants, has been targeting Western University students. Um, CT, well, it's called CGTN, began its Media Challengers campaign back in April. And uh, it looks like they're looking for Reporters, presenters, DJs, podcasters, Dennis Lee, and social oh, wow. media influencers who report in English. Uh, well, you know, we can kind of report in English. Uh, according to the official website, the campaign aims to inspire young people from all over the world, and it has a goal of injecting new power into international communications uh, under the environment of media convergence. Participants are required to upload a three-minute video of any genre, whether they are foodie, techie, makeup gurus, sports fanatics, or something else entirely. I could probably fall under that category. Uh, the media outlet is offering up to $10,000 to winners and free professional training to finalists. Um, it offers job opportunities to the winners also, uh, you can actually have a chance to go work in Beijing. Now, who in the world would want to go to China and go to work for a media network there in China? Because uh, they're not too forgiving if you step outside of the lines. Mm. China. Uh, in China. Um, Let's see, young participants, they're looking for Western and African countries as well. 
Um, in addition, UK media, the Times reported that CGTN is targeting British universities because several university students and local media influencers are among the participants. The report warned if Western social media influencers read out China's official line on particular issues, domestic audiences might believe the Chinese Communist Party is admired by international audiences. So that's their goal. They're trying to change the perception of the Chinese uh, Communist Party. Um, This article is saying no self-respecting university should allow such a propaganda outfit to recruit on its campuses. Um, and let's see. US did you just say recruit? Did I say recruit? I could <laughs> possibly. No, it goes along with that other word from a minute ago. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what in the world? What in the Sam Hill? <laughs> <laughs> you- you just you got, got some loose buttons. You got some loose buttons over there. I apologize. I got a little you excited. You need some duct tape. Um, <laughs> the hip. Let's see. I don't know now. Jeez, what in the world? You got a leak? Oh, okay, you got a leak. I fixed it. I fixed it. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about now. <laughs> Oh, it says the CGTN's broadcasting license was revoked by UK media regulator Ofcom. Ofcom. Yeah, that sounds German, doesn't it? In 2020, because its content is directly controlled by the Communist Party in China. Uh, Of course, France renewed its license. Well, you know, they tend to be a little bit more forgiving there in France. So, yeah, they're, the Chinese are trying to uh, improve upon their image in the world. But, you know, um, they're, they're just, you know, basically they're going to uh, try to step up their propaganda efforts and just mm. convince people, no, we're not a threat. You don't need to be worried about us. So... And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> well, um, you know, the uh, the next that's... thing I got here is actually a clip. Uh, a clip. Did you hear about Chicago? There's a suburb in Chicago that's going to become the first city to give um, black residents reparations. I had not heard and this that. Is, yeah, this is really um, raising a stink within that community. Because these are tax dollars, and uh, you know uh, they'll explain where those tax dollars are coming from. Which look as long as long as everybody votes on it and they agree to it, then you know what the hell. So um, we live. Welcome XBH. Welcome Lafi Frafa, and welcome CQF. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So let me um, let me throw this clip in here and it's a short one and then we can we can talk about it meeting underway tonight in evanston illinois the chicago suburb is set to become the first city in america to fund reparations for some of its black residents city council members voting on giving out four hundred thousand dollars that would be the first round of payments 
The city's committed to spending $10 million on this over the next 10 years. The money set to compensate families facing wealth gaps after suffering decades of racial discrimination. Local coverage now from NBC5 Chicago and their reporter, Christian Farr. I'm feeling really proud going into this vote, and I'm expecting um, for a positive outcome. Evanston Alderman Robin <laughs> Ruse Simmons says tonight's city council vote on reparations for the city's black community is part of a historic fight that is now closer to becoming a reality. It feels historic now because we're so close to uh, implementation and actually disbursement of reparation benefits. Back in 2019, Ruth Simmons led the effort to approve the use of tax revenue for marijuana sales to fund reparations in Evanston. Tonight's vote is about approving just 4% of the $10 million from that revenue for a restorative housing program aimed at improving black home ownership and wealth. This is set aside for an injured community that happens to be black that was injured by the city of Evanston for anti-black housing policies. This is a flawed program. But a group calling itself Evanston Rejects Racist Reparations held a rally earlier this month saying the vote is being rushed for a plan that is not complete. I'm totally 100% supportive of reparations. I think it's well overdue. But Evanston City <coughs> Council member Cicely Fleming plans to vote no tonight on the restorative reparations housing plan. Fleming says after that plan was formalized, the community should have been given another chance to discuss it long before this vote. Lots in the community are questioning why the money goes directly to the banks, why people can't, you know, have a cash payment, you know, lots of different questions that have come up. And we're moving this to a vote in one night. Um, so we're not allowing the community to come forward with their concerns. There is also... What the heck? What um, happened? Um, it was pretty much done. I don't know. What the, uh, the, <laughs> the stupid internet <laughs> refreshing. But... Um, <laughs> Comes on when you don't want it to, and it won't stay on when you want it right, to. Right, <laughs> exactly. Um, well, oh, here we go. lawsuit from a DC law firm that's calling reparations here in Evanston unconstitutional. Alderman Robin Rue Simmons says that they should be able to defend that lawsuit if one is in fact Right now, that meeting is going on. We should have a vote seven thirty this evening, Chef. So yeah. Um, let me pause this before something else gets that's out. The business AI. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Here we go. Um, so yeah, they, so they're talking about and, and yeah, just to, so how many people, regardless of color, really feel their life is impacted by events that occurred over 150 years ago? Exactly. How many people are left now? You know, I'm, I'm not saying it's a non-issue. Some people feel very passionate about it. But that's going to be something that's very, because you not only have African-American slaves, you have slaves of different nationalities as well. So we got to figure out exactly what that's going to be like and make sure that you don't leave anybody out. At the end of the day, you can have individuals that only have a small percentage of that nationality in them that wants to claim um part of that reparations but you know i'm not going to get in the weeds about it but so they said it was going to cover the wealth gaps they said that uh, 
the city of Evanston uh, is going back to the city of Evanston's housing policies from back in the day. Um, and it's going to be off based off the tax revenue generated by the sale of legalized marijuana. So, you know. Well, that's, it, that's a great source of income. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, here's the deal. If, the, if that whole community of Evanston um, votes on it and they all agree that they want that tax money to go to some sort of reparations, then by God, do it. You know? Yes, you put, it's, it's their money. That's what your vote's for. And then you put people in there to represent you, and then you go and you get your, your voice gets heard. And that's what, it, if everybody agrees on that, <clears throat> and that's what happens, that's what happens. You know, um, so at least it's from the sale of the marijuana and not just taking people's property tax money and all that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. This whole thing about reparations really gets goes down a rabbit hole, no pun intended. Um, but, you know, to to differentiate what constitutes the reparations in the first place. I'm not saying, I guess I should rephrase that. Not, not saying that um, what happened with slavery, you know, that's where it can get, it can get real skewed on, on how you write that, what you do about it. I mean, who is left? So <clears throat> usually something like that goes toward now, it may go towards the, the family, the bloodline. I, I don't know, but this is about she. They bring up specifically in the city of Evanston that it goes to combat the um, bad housing policies they had there that uh, went against uh, people of color. So the city feels they need to take care of that, and uh, the um, uh, citizens of of that uh, city vote on it and pass it, then there you go. Well, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, if you keep it to be a local issue and and it's a local tax base kind of thing and, and, and enough people vote for it and they prove it and they're willing to, <clears throat> to go down that road, then that certainly should be their right to do so. Uh, the only thing that I have questions about are, are national programs, you know, where Joe Biden's talking about, you know, uh, the federal government using taxpayer money to to uh, spend on such programs but you know there's there's a a lot of uh conservative black leaders that are are against reparations at least in the form that it's being presented you know to us nationally right um i talked about that north carolina uh, lieutenant governor last week and and he's come out against it uh he's got a couple of postings on uh I think YouTube or maybe it's Twitter, you know, where he's talking against reparations. He said right. that uh, that debt has been paid by a lot of people's lives in this country uh, to get, you know, to make the changes in, in our society here. But again, if it's a local issue and they want to use their local tax money and, and, and do what they want to do, that's 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 why you get to vote. That's right. I mean, you know, but I would think. I would think that all states would follow suit on that. So if we want to do that, if they're going to do something for reparations, then make it a state, you know, make it a, it's within, it's within the state, you know. Um, right. 
the local governments can decide how much they're going to bring to the table because that's going to take money out of the out of their pockets. So and out of the pockets of the taxpayers there. <clears throat> but federally, I don't believe that we'll ever be able to get anything federal on a federal level done. Um, not not unless they just you know completely take over uh, and do the things right. they want to do. Which I think they've uh, didn't. I think they had an attachment of some kind of reparations bill or language along with some of these other, like the voting bill or something they were trying to do. I know it was included in something uh, that had to be taken out to appease some people. But yeah, they keep right. trying to sneak it in there. It, it's a hot issue, but it's not cut and dry. No. Are you so? So are you? Uh, is it? Up I'm to me? trying to. Yeah, it's it's the ball is in your lap, sir. It's so hard to tell sometimes when we're so far welcome, away. Welcome, uh, Kanhapat. Um, welcome, welcome from India. We we appreciate. Oh yeah, callers from all of the countries and India as well. Thank you for being uh, in the room, sir. Yes, we, appre we appreciate you joining us. Uh, yeah, our listenership in India is growing, Dennis Lee. I know, I know. We definitely our numbers appreciate that. We, we tried to do some stories. Didn't we do a, one or two stories about India last week? Or they were, oh, they were included well, we in did, the stories. And also, um, we, had, uh, we had one about, unfortunately, the major COVID um Issues outbreak. are having over there. Yeah, the major COVID outbreak that's happening over there <clears throat> seems to just be exploding. And uh, look, um, uh, it'd probably be a good time to go ahead and throw out the calling policy. We encourage all of our people in the in the that are listening now to call into the show and you know share their uh, point of views or, and or bring up a new topic. Um, but if you are a first-time caller, please chat down in the chat room. Uh, let us know in the chat room what you'd like to talk about um, so we can kind of get to know you real quick before we let you on. And then you'll have about three minutes. Um, and please, no verbal streaking or we will have to ban you. Um, so, And you'll have about three minutes, and then we will lower you back down into the chat room. You may have That's to explain a, that uh, verbal streaking, Dennis Lee. That might not. Um, every, oh, well, they, do you they're have, wanting do to you call have, in. Do you have that little beep uh, uh, sound ready there, Donald Wayne? <laughs> yeah. Um, Who's calling? Uh, our our listener from India, Khan, is uh, okay. was trying to call in there. So you uh, just need to Khan, tell us what let you, us, Yeah, let us know what you'd like to talk about, and we will pop you in. Uh, never know what will come out of my mouth. Exactly, BP. Um, we have to, you know, he's one of those wild cards. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like he'd go all popsky on us. Uh, yeah, no he's, physical streaking either. Um, <laughs> you, Con, we need you to just kind of give us an idea in the chat room what you want to talk about. Yeah, let us know in the chat. What you'd like to talk? I uh, just is inciting inciting a streaking going on. Um, we'll have to be careful in the next Facebook Live we do. No telling who will run in front of the cameras. 
Yeah, um, we're, we were talking about doing a beach version of the uh, Facebook Live thing and just couldn't quite decide, you know, what we would wear. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> just maybe a lot of suntan lotion. I don't know. And go to Philly. Oh, no. Nope. 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 That's the whole bicycle nope. thing. Oh. Um, yeah, not going to take that one. Yeah, when uh, was the last time you were on a bike? Well, you, you rented a bike down on the Georgia coast, didn't you? Didn't you say you took a bike ride or didn't? I didn't. Nope. Wasn't me. Oh, I thought um, you said that you took y'all rented bicycles. Guess not. No, I was trying to find a bicycle. The girls uh, rode their bikes, um, here and there, down there. They have bikes, so, but I'm, I'm a bigger guy and, a bike for me is about a thousand dollars. So, all right. Um, so, Connor's be <laughs> calling in again. Well, no, he, he did a second one, but I we still haven't heard from him about his subject. So, not not quite yeah. sure. No. Uh, maybe it's bike ride. Streaking would be a. Otherwise, you should be wearing clothes when, yeah. Uh, went on Podbean. Yes, I encourage you to wear clothes. And if you're not wearing clothes, please don't let us know, so we can get uh, not have that image in our head. <laughs> yeah, we do have the we do have the pajama uh, episodes of uh, Christ Talk. Yeah, um, you know they put uh, they put pajamas on baby goats, Donald Wayne. That's the thing. People love to they who who's I, they. I, well, people, you know that um, people will buy baby goats to put pajamas on them. It's therapeutic for them. It's almost like having a um, a therapy dog or something like that. They have these like therapy goats that wear pajamas. You never seen a video of the the, the little miniature uh, goats <clears throat> dressed up in pajamas, jumping around on like a bed. Uh, you could picture them if they had a pillow, they would have a pillow fight. They're jumping, you know, playing with each other. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what channel you were watching, well, but I'm no. telling you, go to YouTube and uh, type in mini goat miniature goats with pajamas, and you'll see them there frolicking okay. with their little PJs on. It won't People, put me in any embarrassing website, uh, will it? No, I know, and I don't think that they'll flag you. Um, but um, they do say that it's quite calming for some people. Um, it didn't calming? do anything, you know, one way or another to me, but uh, <laughs> it does have an effect well, it wasn't on your goat. individuals. No. You no, had nothing invested in it other than I'm watching it. thinking about getting one for the grass, though, since it's been raining so much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of goats in Cobb County, actually. There is. Uh, just people like to use them. They're, they make pretty good lawnmowers. Of course, they'll eat anything else there, too, shrubs. And they're so cuddly. Cuddly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, and you, you have goat milk, too, and goat's cheese and... No, yeah, you can milk anything, Donald Wayne. Uh, no, no, I just don't know that. You can't, you can't <laughs> milk, can't milk a planet. <laughs> no, but you could relieve the gas, because um, mm. Lord knows they do have a lot. 
Well, okay. This, um, I guess. Oh, BP. Okay. Well, you better be on that then. Home of the what? Oh, um, there's a lot of big things in Cobb County, actually. But so, have you heard the newest uh, craze about the mask, or the newest complaint uh, about all of the disease that's captured in the mask? What diseases? Well, yeah, okay. I thought the yeah, mask was meant to keep the diseases away. Well. Maybe. Man, what's the point? Th- that was the intention, but here's a story out of uh, Florida. It seems that the University of Florida lab finds dangerous pathogens on children's face mask. Um, I just, I heard this, I think it was on Friday, but uh, maybe it's a little sooner than that. But anyway, a laboratory at the University of Florida recently analyzed a small sample of face mask they detected the president's presidents presence of 11 dangerous pathogens on the coverings, including bacteria that cause diphtheria, pneumonia, and meningitis. Uh, the parents in Gainesville, Florida, who had concerns about the harm caused to their children from wearing the face mask uh, throughout the school day. Uh, and they say in 90 degree uh, heat in Florida, they sent six masks, five that were worn by children aged six to 11 uh, for at least five to eight hours a day at school, and one that was worn by an adult. Jeez. What the? Well, sorry, I apologize. I've, I've changed the setting now. <laughs> to, there we go. <laughs> I'm going to need one of those goats. <laughs> To be analyzed for contaminants at the University of Florida's Mass Spectrometry Research and Education Center. So they tested these six masks. Of the six coverings, three were surgical, two were cotton, and one was a polyester gator. (laughs) That's, I don't, gator, polyester gator. Polyester gator. Yeah, not like alligator, Uh, G-A-I-T-E-R. So masks that haven't been worn and T-shirts worn at school acted as the control samples for the analysis. Five of the masks, I hear something creeping. (laughs) What do you mean? I hear a creeper over there. Five of the masks that were worn were found to be contaminated with parasites, fungi, bacteria, According to the rational ground, one was found to contain a virus that can cause a fatal systemic disease in cattle and deer. Other less harmful pathogens that can cause ulcers, acne, and strep throat were also detected on the face coverings. None of the controls were contaminated with pathogens, while samples from the front top and bottom of the T-shirt found proteins that are commonly found in skin and hair, along with some commonly found in the soil. Uh, our kids have been made, our kids have been in mask all day, seven hours a day in school. The only break they get is to eat or drink. So yeah, some parents are becoming concerned about their, their children wearing these masks as much as they do. 
and especially in the heat. And you know, uh, the heat and humidity causes things to um, grow faster. So mm. that was the concern. So they've they've had these tested. Now that's a small sample, of, obviously, but it raises some questions about whether or not uh, these kids should continue wearing the mask although i thought florida came out and said you don't you're not required to wear them anymore so maybe this is voluntary yeah Uh, you know kids they just carry all kinds of stuff around on them but yeah it says here uh ron DeSantis, the florida governor signed an executive order on may the 3rd suspending all COVID-19 emergency restrictions, including mask wearing. However, certain school districts like ACPSs keep their mask policy in place for the remainder of the school year. Uh, And then masks were optional in the community. So it looks like several or some school districts in Florida decided they wanted to continue their mask policy until the end of the school year. So, uh, yeah, there's some funky stuff on some of those. Um, and, you know, you keep, then you, they, they accumulate on the mask and then you, you know, they're so close to your face that they just, you know, you can breathe those in. So sound like a risk to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, you know, and we've shown, uh, well, I mean, we haven't shown it, but we've talked about it that, those um, N95, the masks they were talking about, doesn't really cover you because if you, you know, just the, it's supposed to take down to such a small micron um, out, you know, so where you don't, you don't get it. And, uh, <laughs> oh boy, here we go, BP. Um, so, uh, <laughs> then you can do, you know, you can sand sheetrock, and that sheetrock dust, if you take the mask off, has gotten right there uh, near to being inside your mouth and inside your nostrils. So, oh yeah, they've done a test on it. And yeah, they. I mean, they block some of it. Probably keep you from taking in as much. But yeah, really, those masks aren't really designed for. Uh, I mean, you can tell how much stuff gets around them, especially yeah, they don't fit that tight to your face. And unfortunately for adults who have facial hair, they, they, they're even, they fit less tightly. So. Right. Um, well, you know what is around the corner, Donald Wayne? Uh, uh yeah, my, uh, Xbox and, uh, um, My corner. Besides, or? besides all the well, Walgreens, that's a good place to just run in and pilfer through the aisles if you'd like to. Make sure you have a black trash bag with you, though, um, and not one of those see-through ones. Um, yeah, because you don't want to see what you're taking out. Probably let you pilfer through there, too. No, I'm talking about the summer solstice is tomorrow, Donald Wayne. If we can get a I know for that. Um, is, is that worth cheering? It may already be, uh, well, some people may like it. Um, it may already be the summer solstice in your area right now. Um, <laughs> and there's, there's a uh, article, and it's unfortunately by CNN, but the sensual traditions on the longest day of the year um, are abound. 
Some people call it romance. Some people call it sensuality. Um, some people just call it old-fashioned lust. But whatever you call it, the summer solstice for 2021 is arriving, and it has a history of stirring our hearts and our libidos. Um, the longest the one day, day? Here, the one day, that's all it takes, Donald Wayne. Okay. I mean, look at what happens if you're snowed in some places. Um, the longest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere kicks off the official calendar start of the summer, and with it, the bounty of the harvest, as they say. So it should come as no surprise that the solstice is linked to fertility, both of the plant and human variety in destinations around the world. So um, if you want to know when is, you know, you may want to know when is exactly the summer solstice. You know, you may ask that question. Um, You want me to ask it? Um, no, you don't have to, but assume you did. Um, it depends on where you're at on the planet to know, um, when, you know, where, where your summer solstice is. Um, so precisely on three thirty-two, that's universal coordinated time. And that's not, I've never even really heard about that. <clears throat> so it depends on where you are also, um, in your time zone where that happens. Uh, so let's just say you lived in uh, Bangkok, Donald Wayne, then it would be 10.32 a.m. on Monday. I'd starve to uh, death in Bangkok. Well, yeah, you would. Uh, we found and, that out last week. Yeah, uh, Dubai. Uh, maybe you're in Dubai. Well, that'll be at 7.32 in the morning on Monday. Um, if you're in Rio de Janeiro, it'll be 12.32 a.m. on Monday. Um, if you're in Philadelphia, it'll be 11.32 p.m. on Sunday. Well, looks like BP's yeah. already in the thick Yeah, you missed that. You're in, you're in yeah. your summer solstice, BP. Yeah, <laughs> if only you knew. The Mexico, <laughs> Mexico City is at 10.32 p.m. Sunday. Um, and old Honolulu is at 5.32 p.m. on Sunday. So... And for our Canadian listeners, at 9.32 p.m., you're already deep into your summer solstice, too. Um, to ride a bike with no clothes. Yeah, so it's only the longest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, Donald Wayne. It's actually the shortest day of the year south of the equator. Well, that would make sense. <laughs> um, residents of the Southern Hemisphere... In places such as Argentina, South Africa, and New Zealand are about to welcome three months of winter. So our friends in New Zealand and South Africa are about to, uh, you know, winter's about to creep in on them. Really? You don't think about that, do you? Uh, Um, Haven't lately. No. So, (laughs) and the difference is in how much daylight you get Be. the difference in how much daylight you get become very dramatic as you get closer to the poles and farther from the equator. For instance, residents of northerly St. Petersburg, Russia, will get a 3.35 a.m. sunrise and almost 19 hours of light, Donald Wayne. Oh, my goodness. Uh, even the night doesn't get that dark. It's like a twilight. In Singapore, northern hemisphere city-state, but just barely above the equator, people barely notice the difference. 
they get a measly extra 11 minutes of daylight. I mean, hardly worth a buck. Um, as for the penguins in Antarctica guarding their eggs, if they could talk, they would tell you a lot about living in 24-hour darkness. Um, and you may say, why don't we just get 12 hours of daylight all year? Well, I know if why. If you <laughs> folks all <laughs> over the planet actually did get nearly equal doses of day and night back during the spring equinox, but the amount of sunlight we get in the Northern hemisphere has been increasing daily ever since December. Is it, is it the 20th well, I don't, or the 19th? I mean, is it the same, it's the same, I think it's the same as like six months apart. Well, and they also say because the Earth, uh, the Earth aligned on an axis, an imaginary pole going through the center of the planet, but the axis tilts at an angle of twenty-three and a half degrees. As the Earth orbits the Sun once each year, its tilted axis always points in the same direction. Throughout the year, different parts of the Earth get sun's direct rays. There's your little lesson for the day. Um, you know. BP, you know about your axis being tilted. But um, <laughs> when the sun reaches its apex in the northern hemisphere, that's the summer solstice. Uh, solstice. So, yeah. Solstice. Uh, Eric's on the line with us here. Hey, Eric. Hey, Eric. Well, well I'm, I'm, like this subject that y'all are talking about, like um, could you imagine living in northern Sweden or northern Russia or northern Canada or even northern Alaska during the summer months, you know, because in summer months, like when the when the northern hemisphere is closer to the sun, um, if you lived in those parts of the world, you would probably experience like, you know, day, daylight um, 24 hours a day for like a certain amount of time. And then but then when winter comes and we're further away from the sun, you know, we could experience days or weeks where we get no sunlight right right and and right. S same like in the southern hemisphere and like where antarctica is and maybe even the the southernmost portions of australia and new zealand and uh, and and part of the south american continent there you go i always think of that movie insomnia every time uh, i think about the the daylight and issues called, in alaska yeah. and there's yeah. a movie called the 30 days of night like oh, I love that, that movie. Very Nosferatu-like. Um, think of think, think, of, a, think of that vampire. concept. That's vampire movie, isn't it? Yeah, it's vampirism. Like <laughs> in winter suckers. months, yes. Yep. Yes. Don't want to go there. Well, you know, in <laughs> but, winter. This is Alaska. A couple of summers ago, is weird with it being light so late. Yeah, that would be weird. I do want to experience that, though. Um, you do want to experience it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into the weird anyway. Um, but you know, saying that about the um, it it being a sensual time of the year in Sweden, um, they have a tradition of dancing around a maypole, a symbol which some actually view as phallic. Um, easy there, BP. Oh, here they comes also, BP. <laughs> they also feast on herring and copious amounts of vodka. 
Um, a lot of children are born nine months after midsummer in Sweden. Jan Ojvink Swan, a <laughs> Swedish ethnologist and the author of several books on the subject, told CNN before his death in 2016. Apparently, a little too much of the maypole and the vodka. Uh, drinking is the most typical midsummer tradition. Uh, there are historical pictures of people drinking to the point where they can't go on anymore. Um, cool. There used to be a tradition among unmarried girls where if they ate something very salty during midsummer or else collected several different kinds of flowers and put these under their pillow when they slept, they would dream of their future husbands. Um, well, that was in a movie. I, I bet the um, Tooth Fairy had to just kick that one out. Like, look, you know, um, I'm trying to make some solid money here. You run around putting flowers and stuff uh, in your pockets. Um, yeah. I've never heard of that. So. Um, it was good talking to y'all gentlemen this evening, but I'm sure that movie 30 Days of Night, you probably might have to watch it again. Maybe to, oh, get, yeah. to really get, get an idea of like, like the earth, like earth tilting, of course, like, um, you know, make some sense. Yeah, no, that yeah. is a great movie, Eric. Thanks for calling yeah. in. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, well, look forward to see, seeing y'all around, around Podbean at the other shows and, and y'all's next episodes of Trust Talk and Tall Tales. Thanks, Thank Eric. You, Eric. Thank you, Eric. We can give Eric the clap. We haven't, we haven't given Eric the clap in a while. We're definitely. What? Awful, feeling awful generous tonight, Donald. Uh, I, I can tell pretzels. that. I mean, you're emotional. That's, emotional. Uh, yeah, well, you know, and don't just uh, say that Swedish is the only one who's amorous. Um, there's a similar mythology about dreaming of one's future spouse in parts of Greece. Um, in his, uh, <laughs> European countries, the pagan solstice got co-opted by Christianity and rebranded as St. John's Day. <laughs> Still in many villages in the country's north, the ancient rites are still celebrated. One of the oldest rituals is called Cladonis. Sounds like something you might need to get a shot for. And it involves local virgins gathering water from the sea. The village's unmarried women all place a personal belonging in the pot, not on the pot, and leave it under a fig tree overnight. Where folklore has it, the magic of the day imbues the objects with prophetic powers, and the girls in question dream of their future husbands. The next day, all the women in the village gather and take turns pulling out objects and reciting rhyming couplets that are meant to predict the romantic fortunes of an item's owner. I think we got a shop down the street that has these days, however, <laughs> the festival is more an excuse for the community of women to exchange body jokes. In my village, the older women always seem to come up with the dirtiest rhymes, says Eleni Fanarotu, who has filmed the custom. Later in the day, the sexes mingle and take turns jumping over a bonfire. Um... <laughs> I mean, my goodness, and and you know, look, we'll put uh, we'll put this on on uh, the Facebook feed because they've also got some Slavic um, things in here. Also Slavic, 
Um, some traditions in China as well. Um, and Stonehenge also. Stonehenge. Um, yeah. Um, said all Druid rituals. And I mean, if you see anything about the Druids in these old movies, there's always some, you know, some dude who just looks like his legs going to fall off or something. Just a, some kind of leper, you know, just barely sucking the, sucking the wind in to speak and, and oogling <laughs> over some young virgin. So, um, says all Druid rituals have an illness. Of fertility and the solstice is no exception. King Arthur Pendragon, a senior arch druid, told um, told CNN, "We celebrate the union of the male and female deities, the sun and the earth, on the longest day of the year." Um, and I didn't know there was some <laughs> dude named King Arthur Pendragon. So I mean. Uh, what are you, what are you doing on a Saturday night? I'm going out to Stonehenge. Um, got me a Soltis celebration. Jeez, is that one of them salve packs that you put on your body? <laughs> hey man, you got some, got some salve on you. You got some Soltis solstice. You can spread over all this. Well, you know, in uh, in that movie Trolls, they had the Trollstice. That's where <laughs> they shook the little trolls out of the tree and and cooked them up. Hmm. I ate them. Oh, that didn't sound right. Man, that didn't sound right. No, how you gonna cook a troll? A little bitty fluffy troll? I mean, that's just wrong. Don't knock it till you try it, BP. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm beginning uh, yeah. to worry about him. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe I'd just that. Um, but yeah, so that was a very interesting article. I'll make sure to put that on the Facebook page. That's, uh, I didn't know that the longest day of the year meant that all these other things were going to happen, but apparently they do. Well, uh, you know, people don't need much excuse to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to feel amorous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, just uh, well, I won't go there. Right, so I what mean, are you doing? It, well, you know, it's the longest day of the year. I mean, uh, everyone's go, doing it. <laughs> ever go to Helen? You know, and during the uh, <laughs> during the beer fest. Oh my, yeah, there's lots of amorous individuals there. Yes, sure. yes. Jeez. Um, All right. You uh, you got room for a little little ditty? <laughs> yeah, just stick it right on in there. You want me to? You want me to insert a ditty here at the end? Uh, sure. You uh, recognize the name Cole Beasley, don't you? Oh yeah, I mean he was our boy, but he went to Buffalo. So well, he didn't go willingly. No, I know, I know. Um, yeah, so Cole Beasley. Uh, I, was it what I don't know what what was he was his position of the Cowboys? Um, was he a wide? He wasn't a wide receiver. He was, was he? A, um, he was a wide receiver. Yeah. Was he okay? Little guy though. He's yeah, I think he was the littlest little guy, guy on the team. But anyway, he got traded to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he's made the news because he says um, he's not going. 
He said he would rather retire than take the COVID-19 vaccine. Have you seen that? Oh, no. He refuses to take the COVID vaccine. Well. He says, he says, I will be doing, I will be outside doing what I do. I'll be out in public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated yourself. Uh, I may die of COVID-19, but I'd rather die actually living. He says, uh, he's 32 years old. I thought he would be older than that by now. Golly, he must've. No, well, he's, I guess, a, he's a spring chicken. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, he was always, I mean, he was always one of those players that we could count on, you know, for, for certain plays in, in Dallas. And I, I kind of miss him being there, but, um, let's see. Of course it talks about the NFL losing, uh, viewership over the last nine consecutive seasons. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I, I know they were yeah. hurting last year. Um, yeah, they've been, they've been hurting. He says, um, I have family members whose days are numbered. If they want to come see me and stay at my house, then they can, are coming regardless of protocol. I don't play for the money anymore. My family has been taken care of, Beasley declared. Says, find me if you want. My way of living and my values are more important to me than a dollar. I love my teammates and I enjoy playing ball because all the outside BS goes out the window in these moments. I just want to win the Super Bowl and enjoy these relationships that will be created along the way. Um, he says he's focused on building his immunity by having a better diet and doing exercise to keep healthy, which he has to do anyway for his job. Right. Uh, I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broken. I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity that way. Eat better, drink water, exercise, and do what I think is necessary to be a healthy individual. That is my choice based on my experiences and what I think is best. I'll play for free this year to live life how I've lived it from day one. He says, if I'm forced into retirement, so be it. Well, you know, look, um, I, I'm with him. It, it should be his choice what goes in his body. Um, but if that's the protocol for the your employer says that you have to do this, then you have to do what they say um, because you can't write their rules. And, uh, you know, you have to go play with somebody. You have to go to another employer. That's what we'd all have to do. Yeah. Well, since he says he doesn't need the money, then I guess that's what he may have to do. But I agree with you. I mean, we've talked about this before, regardless of how you feel about these things. If your employer, the person who pays your salary says, this is the, um, these are the rules here for our organization, our, our company, then you need to abide by those or get out, get out of the way. Right. But that goes for everything too. <laughs> it's not just about the COVID shots. You know, we've talked about it you know, with people, uh, the kneeling issues last year and, and so forth and, and wearing, uh, slogans on your jerseys and things, all of that. If, if, if your company says, this is the way you have to act, this is the way you have to dress. They have a right to say that they're paying you a lot of money to do what you do, right. but then you have a right to, to, to not do it and then leave. But, um, 
Yeah. So, and he's already said, well, I'm financially taken care of. And so is my family. So if they don't want me here, so be it. Well, that's good. And she's, uh, uh, I look, I do too, Jessup. Um, because right now we're being, we, you know, we're the guinea pig. We're the trial. Um, so I, I, I get you. Um, well, yeah, that is an issue. Um, that has come up. I mean, can you force people to do something that's not, not completely determined to be safe for everybody? Um, right. Uh, so yeah, that, that is, uh, something you have to factor into this. Yeah. Only time is going to tell on that, but yeah, I get that. Just all I can say is it's been, let's see, it's been, uh, four months, five months. Five months. Yeah, since you've had your shots. Yeah, since I started, I got the first one in February, the second one in March. So we'll see. Well, it gets to a point, you know, where the the risk outweighs the reward. So well, and in, in in my case, it was more because of you know, yeah, right. wanting to make sure it was safe around. I have some people actually in my family older than me, and you know, I just you know. If it if it reduces the risk for them and allows me to be around people that I want to be around, then I'll, I'll just do I'll take that chance and do what I need to do. Yeah. But but everybody should have that ability to make their own choice. Yep, I agree. All righty, well that's All it. Right. That's Dennis it. Lee. Uh, well, oh, I was I was gonna I was gonna just hang with him for a second. I was gonna do this earlier. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to it. And I was just, I was, I want to see if you can identify this song. <laughs> I know it's not that kind of night, but just bear with me a second. Cause it being father's day. Oh, it's still father's day. Okay. It's not midnight yet. Almost. All right. Let me throw this in here and see if you know what it is. If I can get to it. It's only number 300 on this list of mine. I've got to start a new list for Trice Talk because <laughs> it takes me five minutes. All right. I'll cast in the cradle. That's a Father's Day song. Oh, it's, it's actually a sad song. Came the world in the usual way, but there were planes to catch and bills to pay. He learned to walk while I was away, and he was talking for I knew it. And as he grew, he'd say, I'm gonna be like you, Dad. You know I'm gonna be like you. And the cats in the cradle and the stills move. Little boy to the man of the boat. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. But we'll get together then. You know we'll have a good time then. Well, that's our one of our karaoke songs. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Dennis Lee and I. (laughs) We have three or four drinks, and then we get into "Cats in the Cradle" Uh and and uh, uh, the James Taylor song uh, "Fire and Rain." (laughs) So, but yeah, it is it is a sad song, but yet it has a great message to it. Right, uh, it does. Don't let, don't, it, don't let it slip away. Yeah. Don't let that time go by. 
don't no. waste the time. So yeah, it's it's I know it's it's sad, but it's also Father George Michael. <laughs> That's another I, song too, BPN. Okay. I don't have that one. I do have one more that I'm going to close out with. It'll be the one we play as we exit the room. Uh, but it's, it's All not. Right, well, while we're it's, still in the room, uh, <laughs> let me uh, tell you that you can, you know, if you're uh, in a mind to do a Twitter, you can Twitter us on tri- at Tristalk WG Moon. Um, if you, uh, we'd appreciate it if you'd hit the follow button right now. If you're not a follower, you'll find uh, uh You'll get alerted on upcoming shows and follow us on Facebook too. We put all the uh, shows are posted there. All the articles are posted there that we use and a lot of pictures as well. Um, and if you'd like to email us with suggestions about the show, um, you know, or you want to send us uh, pictures, I mean, no BP, um, really. Um, and uh, any just anything uh, about the show or just about life in general, do that at tristalk69pts at gmail.com. Um, and you can also find us on these various other outlets at uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, LinkedIn, Listen Notes, and Player FM at tristalk.com. Um, or tristalk, sorry. Um, then you can also... Have, find us here every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 10 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone um, with the mini pods in between. And Donald Wayne, I mean, you're just burning it up with the mini pods. Yeah, we get a, a lot of that. We appreciate it. Uh, thank um, you, sir. Thank you, sir. And uh, yeah, look, Don't we, we love you. We appreciate you. Don't and thank you for being here. We couldn't do it without you. <laughs> So thank you. Yes, we appreciate everybody spending time with us tonight. Um, I've got it's kind of a Father's Day closing, but it's I'm I'm only doing a portion of it because I didn't like the way he ended this uh, the this particular person. Um, but it's short, and let me go ahead and kick in the closing song there i think it's got a little bit of an intro to it and then i'll read that and then uh we'll get out of here and see y'all again on tuesday right dennis lee that's right y'all have a good start to your week turning out the dot the lights well, i haven't i haven't did the closing thought <laughs> oh oh there, let me turn it back on you won't be able to read the closing i can't thought see a thing somewhere. i can't see a thing <laughs> If there is any immortality to be had among us human beings, it is certainly only in the love that we leave behind. Did you get that? I like that. Very good. There is, thank you. Thank you. All right. And now you can turn out the lights, Dennis Lee, and um, stay right, safe, everybody. Let me click the clicker. Have a good night, y'all. All that frustration. Come beating on your door I know that I'm a prisoner to all my father household dear I know that I'm a hostage to all his hopes and fears I just wish I could have told him in the living More crumpled bits of paper Filled with imperfect thoughts 
shield of conversation. I'm afraid that's all we've got. You say you just don't see it. He says it's perfect sense. You just can't get agreement in this pretense. We all talk a different language. Talking in the Don't give in, you may just 